You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft, and this is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, but now also part of Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. And this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, and that is because Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And yes, like I just mentioned in the opening, I have joined with Chad, and I am now, um, I guess my title is Director of Scouting for NBA Big Board. And the announcement came out yesterday on, on Twitter. I did a really brief video, an introduction, or introductory video. Hopefully I, I said that right. But I did a brief video kind of introducing myself to the subscribers on Chad's NBA Big Board. Some may know me because me and Chad have done quite a few podcasts, but I'm definitely honored to be part of Big Board, or NBA Big Board. Chad is a, a pioneer. He's someone that I've always just kind of looked up to as far as just working in his whole draft space. And I remember the first time he reached out to me via email about doing a podcast with him, I, I was kind of stunned and shocked. And then from there, I felt like we had pretty good chemistry, and we did the live draft show together. And we did a, a few episodes, maybe one or two after that. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Um, when he, he reached out to me last week, and when he told me that he wanted to bring me along, I was, again, shocked. And uh, it just kind of... You just never know who's who's watching, who's paying attention to your work. And I would tell everybody that is in this draft space or that's looking to, I don't know, be a scout or or just have a, a NBA draft podcast, man, just keep going, keep going. Actually, I did a video last week where I decided to kind of tell my story and, and my journey. I think the video is about 26 minutes long, so if you have time. But it's on YouTube. And I break down just how I got started and the ups and downs that I went through. And even now, sometimes I kind of amaze myself of how how dedicated I was because for a while, I mean, it looked really, really bleak. When I got the call from Chad last week about joining him, it was definitely one of those things where it felt like the sacrifices that I made and the struggles that I went through have definitely paid off. I've been getting a lot of questions about what's... What's uh, up with NBA Draft Junkies? And I, I mean, I've, I've given it some thought. It's not totally set in stone yet, but this is what I'm thinking. So if you listen to like hip-hop or rap music, then you probably understand this analogy a lot better than those who don't. So I look at NBA Draft Junkies as I'm like an underground rapper. I'm a guy that built my fan base straight from the bottom, you know, giving out free work and just putting my stuff online, whether it's my YouTube videos, whether it's my website. And I just kind of built a small following just on the underground. And this opportunity with NBA Big Board is like being signed to a major. So it's like 
you know, I was grinding, handing out mixtapes or just putting all my music on SoundCloud and now, you know, uh, Atlantic or Virgin or major record label has reached out to me and decided to bring me along. And so I'm still going to do NBA Draft Junkies. That is not going to change. I will have my profile, especially this year. I mean, I've put in a lot of work, more than I've ever done before. I think 2020, I had 55 player profiles on my, my website, and that was the most I had done. This year, as of today, I have 111. So obviously, I've done profiles on guys that are not going to get drafted this year, but also... I have profiles for guys that are probably going to be drafted in like 2024, 2025. I've even have some profiles on players that are born in 2005 and 2006. So I'm way ahead of the game. And that is what NBA Draft Junkies is about. It's kind of like literally the name, the NBA Draft Junkies. Guys that eat, sleep, and breathe the NBA Draft. Now, with... It's being signed to a major or being affiliated with NBA Big Board, it, it is a, a subscription-based website. And so when it's a subscription-based site, you have to appeal to the mass audiences and to the very casual NBA draft fans. So I'll have some video content that is really unique to NBA Big Board. So it'll be more so of, you know, the guys that are in this coming draft that are up and coming like right now. So, for example, you'll see a, a video. It's, it's going to be a little bit creative that I'm doing about Chet and Jabari and and Paolo. And those are the guys that a lot of people want to read about or, or see video breakdowns. So I'll, I'll definitely be covering the draft as normal. I'll still be myself, but I'll just have some more content on those particular players and I'll still do like international players. I'm thinking about doing like an international prospect of the week. I'll still do some scouting reports on guys that I project to be drafted. It's just going to be more writing. That's probably the biggest difference. I didn't do a lot of writing on the NBA Draft Junkies website. Basically, I created a profile and then I made a video, but I did a voiceover. Instead of writing an article, I would do a voiceover to to basically give my thoughts on each prospect. Another reason why it made sense for me to make this move is because I ran into some issues with YouTube. I had a video from like four or five years ago that was taken down by a, I don't know, a media company from Serbia or something like that. They took two videos down and I ended up getting a strike on YouTube. So you get three strikes and you lose your channel. And I do not want to lose my channel. I mean, I've spent years and years building that platform and I've, I don't know how many videos I have. I'm over a little bit over 16,000 subscribers, so I don't want to lose my channel. So I'm kind of scared a little bit about creating more video breakdowns using games because, you know, again, I don't want to lose my channel. So what I'll probably do more so on my YouTube channel is original content that may just have more graphics and pictures as opposed to videos. And then if everything goes like I think it will, then the videos that I'll have 
use from from game highlights and, and some of those breakdowns because I wouldn't be uploading them to YouTube. I think I should be fine as far as not dealing with copyright issues. And what's crazy about this whole thing is I talked to Mike Schmitz a few weeks ago and we were in Paris at, at a game and he mentioned right before Draft Express left for ESPN because their their platform was getting so many views on YouTube, they started getting sued by different companies. And so I don't want that to happen because I don't have the money to be dishing out lawsuits. But to answer the question I've been getting over and over again is, yes, NBA draft junkies will still be the same. NBA Big Board will have more articles. Well, I have content exclusive to NBA Big Board. And I'm just really, really looking forward to this opportunity. I remember years ago just wanting to be noticed, wanting to be seen, wanting to to build an audience. And that was what was driving me was I wanted the opportunities that I have in front of me right now. And now what is driving me is I don't want to go back to where I was. And and I had mentioned in, in the video that I did about my journey, I mean, I had been evicted. I was 30 years old as an unpaid internship in the G League. I didn't have a car. I rode a moped everywhere. I got a job at a gas station. I was broke, 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 broke. And and I'll be honest, there was one point in time, I want to say I was like 37, and uh, I'm a videographer, and I had to go film like a video project for somebody, and they was only going to pay me $50, but I had to take the bus, and I live in Dallas, and Dallas does not have the best public transportation system, especially if you don't live in like Dallas. I live right outside in the suburbs, so it can be a... I don't know, a, a 10 minute drive could end up being like a f- hour to hour and a half bus ride. I remember sitting in the rain, just the rain was pouring on me. And I'm like, man, it's going to take me an hour and 20 minutes there and back to film an hour just to make 50 bucks. And I remember like literally praying like, Lord, take this vision and take this dream away from me. This is too hard. It's much easier to just get a job and and just work nine to five and live for the weekends than it is to chase a goal or a vision. And so thankfully that didn't happen. I, I kept going somehow and here I am today. So I kind of went on a tangent there, but I'm very, very thankful that Chad handpicked me. I mean, there's a lot of people doing NBA draft content and he could have chosen anybody, but he chose me. So I'm really thankful for that. And I will not disappoint. All right. Now, I want to finish out the mock draft I did on Monday. The episode would have went a little bit longer, so I broke it up into two parts. So when we return, I'll start off with picks 15, and I'll go all the way to 30. Now, these may be a little bit outdated since there were some trades, but... For my debut on NBA Big Board, I will have a brand new mock draft that will be based off of the the, the shakeups that happen later on today. All right, stay tuned. But before you go, I want to talk to you. Well, not before you go. Please don't go anywhere. But before I get into the my mock draft, I want to talk to you about Bet Online, and that's because Bet Online has you covered this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. 
as football continues to march until the Super Bowl this weekend. Go Bengals. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops. You got your NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates and current games. So do not wait to take advantage of the new, of all the new and amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, so here is me rounding out or finishing the rest of my mock draft that dropped on Monday. But before I pick up at number 15, I'll give you a recap. Now, again, these are a little bit outdated now, but I had the Orlando Magic selecting Chet Holmgren, number one. And number two, I have Paolo Bancaro going to the Detroit Pistons. Number three, I had the Houston Rockets selecting Auburn freshman Jabari Smith. At number four, where the draft begins, I had the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Jalen Duren because he fills a positional need. At number five, I had the Indiana Pacers drafting hometown, well, I guess it's not his hometown, but home state hero, Jaden Ivey out of Purdue. At number six, I had the Sacramento Kings selecting Shaden Sharp. And number seven, Iowa sophomore Keegan Murray to the San Antonio Spurs, where I think that he would be their opening night starter as a rookie. And number eight, I had the New Orleans Pelicans, which this pick may end up going to the Blazers, but I had the Pelicans selecting A.J. Griffin from Duke. At number nine, I had the Portland Trail Blazers selecting Benedict Matherin. And the way the Blazers are going, actually, they won last night against the Lakers, but the way the Blazers are expecting to look, that this pick could end up a lot higher than that. But I had them selecting Benedict Matherin. At number 10, I had the New York Knicks selecting Johnny Davis. Number 11, Ty Ty Washington going to the Washington Wizards. And number 12, another shocker that'll scratch some heads or make people scratch their heads or maybe think I'm a little crazy. I had the Atlanta Hawks selecting Nikola Jovic out of Serbia at number 13. I had the Memphis Grizzlies with the first of their three picks selecting Jan Montero at 14. And this is probably the biggest surprise, but I had the Charlotte Hornets selecting Walker Kessler, not to be confused with Kessler Walker, which I almost always get it mixed up. All right, so that was a recap of my first 14. And here is the rest of the mock draft that I recorded on Monday. At number 15, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Kendall Brown. So Brown would just basically be making a trip up I-35. If I'm not mistaken, he went to high school in Wichita, which is also on I-35. So basically you go... Wichita, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Waco. I live in Dallas. I've been up and down I-35 a lot because I'm from Omaha. I live in Dallas, so that's probably unrelated. But Brown is one of the best athletes in this draft, and we give the Thunder another versatile, high upside project that can pass the ball. I already mentioned how much of a great passer Giddy is. But Oklahoma City Thunder would probably be disappointed if they fell out of the top three in back-to-back years. But if they did, I think the situation where drafting Giddy last year, Duran, who I mentioned in, is going number four, and Brown, it wouldn't be too bad of a consolation prize. Number 16, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves selecting uh, his teammate out of Baylor. 
Jeremy Sochan. I mean, I, I know I probably pronounced that wrong. And as of today, believe it or not, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a playoff team, which is like their, I don't know, it'd be like their second postseason appearance since Kevin Garnett used to yell, this is my house, as he pounded his chest after every time he made a great play. But the Wolves have an all-star in Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, for those that don't know, a legitimate superstar in Anthony Edwards. So the hard part is done. All they have to do is find complimentary pieces to surround Cat, Ant, and D'Angelo Russell. And Jeremy could be the guy that can, that connective tissue that defends both forward spots. All right, number 17, I have the Boston, Boston Celtics. I'm sorry, guys. Boston selecting Dyson Daniels. I think Boston could use an unselfish ball mover that organizes the offense and that is fine with defending multiple positions. And Dyson Daniels would be a good fit. I think that the Celtics need a point guard, even though you may debate whether or not he's a point guard, but he is a unselfish playmaker. And he's just another one of these big guards from Australia. I mean, he started off with Ben Simmons in 2016 and Josh Giddy in 2021. And number 18, I have the Denver Nuggets selecting Marshawn Beauchamp, and he's been impressive. He's been really good for the G League Ignite, and he's impacted games just by being super athletic, his energy. He's a slasher, and he's a very good off-the-ball cutter. And if you're a very good off-the-ball cutter, Nikola Jokic is the guy that you want to play with. And you can make a case and say Jokic is arguably the best passer in the NBA right now. Number 19. The Toronto Raptors selecting Jaden Hardy. So I guess, what is that, three in a row for the Ignite? Hardy was thought to be a top five pick in this draft. Some even had him as a dark dark horse to go number one. And it hasn't worked out that way. On, On paper, his numbers look decent. But he's been very, very inefficient. And those inefficient numbers are concerning. Especially when you consider that he is a volume shooter. And volume shooters that aren't. Excellent passers aren't really in demand like they were 20 years ago. And Toronto's one of the best teams in the league as far as developing talent. And they have a good track record to back it up. So getting Hardy at number 19, I think, would be a a pretty good situation there. At number 20, I have the Houston Rockets selecting Kennedy Chandler. And I think Houston could use a point guard. And I'm just really not sold on Kevin Porter Jr. being their primary ball handler. I get it. I understand the theory behind it, but I think he's more effective as a secondary ball handler, a secondary playmaker. Now, Deshaun Nix, he went and drafted last summer, and he looks to be a factor in Houston's plans going forward. But Kennedy Chandler, a freshman out of Tennessee, would give the Rockets backcourt a boost with his shooting, his quickness, his ability to get downhill, and I think that he would be the most natural point guard that has the combination of size not necessarily size but the combination of being able to to shift the defense I don't think Knicks is that type of guy all right at number 21 I have the Dallas Mavericks and I think the Mavs could use a shot maker on the roster and they have a lot of bigs I think there's like six bigs under contract for next season or six bigs that can play center but only Porzingis is under contract for the season after next, or 2023. And I think Ishmael Kamagate out of France is a promising center that is trending in the right direction, and he has 
all the physical tools that I think would be a very good compliment to Luka Doncic. Now, I've had a chance to watch him play live. So I, I've been impressed both times that I've seen him play. I actually sat down and did an interview with him last month. So if you go to my YouTube channel, NBA Draft Junkies, you'll see the interview that I did with Kamigate. But I think his motor, his nose for the ball, and his ability to just finish at a high rate would give the Mavericks their center of the future. Thank you for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day. And today is the day, one of my favorite days on the calendar. And when I say the calendar, I'm talking about not the NBA calendar, my favorite day in the calendar, period. It's like a holiday for me. And today is the NBA trade deadline. And at 3 p.m. Eastern, the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Actually, I'm sorry. The trade deadline ends at 3 p.m. Eastern, but from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live. So join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On fantasy basketball guru, Josh Lloyd, to get the analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you will know when they go live. And this ad personally hits home for me right now. It is about Rock Auto, and with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. And when they do have the parts you need, they charge you an arm and a leg. And I just got back from overseas. I had not driven a car since November And I get back on Sunday night and Monday, I find out that my headlight is out. So my wife did some calling around and I don't want to name the the model, but they wanted to charge me $500 for a headlight. So do you think I'm paying $500 for a headlight? No way. I'm going to rockauto.com. Because there's no need for me to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when I can go to rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business. It is serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. And the price at Rock Auto for a headlight was significantly cheaper than a dealership. I mean, these dealerships, <laughs> they... I don't want to offend anybody if you work at a car dealership, so I won't say anything. But the prices are ridiculous. So Rock Auto is the perfect place because they have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So I'd advise you to explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto part needs. So go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. 22, I have the Sixers selecting Ochai Akbaji out of Kansas. And he's having a phenomenal year where he's shooting a ridiculous 46% from three. Well, it's actually 45.8, but I'll, I'll go ahead and just give you the 46%. And he's doing it on nearly seven attempts per game, so it's not like he's only taking three threes per game. He's, in my opinion, I think he's one of the more NBA-ready prospects in this draft class. And he could probably slide down because of his age. It wouldn't be based off of his play, but you know how this game goes. And I could see him being similar to Desmond Bain and playing major role on a team with championship aspirations early in his career. I think that would be a great fit for 
the 76ers as Danny Green is on the wrong side of 30. And even though they have um, Thibel and Isaiah Joe, but I, I think Akbaji would be a good fit there. At 23, I have the Memphis Grizzlies selecting Mark Williams. And Memphis could just be looking to add some depth at center, and Mark Williams would give Memphis an energetic rim-protecting vertical lob threat off the bench. And he is one of the more – I shouldn't even say he is one of the more efficient. He has to be the best finisher in this draft. He is shooting 69.9% from the floor. I mean, when he touches the ball and he shoots it, there's it's almost like you might as well just put two points on the board because he does not miss. And playing with Ja would give him even more open looks. So I, I think that would be a good fit there. At 24, I have the Indiana Pacers selecting Tari Eason out of LSU. I don't know if he really drops this far, but if he does, then it is a steal for the Pacers. He's pretty much burst upon the scene. It came out of nowhere after transferring from Cincinnati. I label him like a Swiss Army knife that does a little bit of everything that impacts winning. He hustles, he rebounds, he defends, he runs the floor. And he's shown some glimpses of passing. I mean, I've seen a couple live dribble reads that he's made. But if you listen to how I described him, you would think that he's a blue-collar energy guy. But he's actually more than that. He has a nice offensive game. And he can create his own shot off the bounce and create mismatches. So I like Eason to the Pacers. And I think TJ Warren's contract is coming up. So that would be a, a good fit. At 25, I have the Milwaukee Bucks selecting J.D. Davison. I think this would be a steal. And... That's simply because the Bucks could use some depth at point guard, and Davison is the best available, and it wouldn't shock me, and I totally would not be surprised if he ends up being the best or even one of the best point guards in this class five years down the line. He's an explosive athlete, maybe one of the best, maybe the best athlete in this class. I'd say him and Kendall Brown are in a class by themselves. But he is capable of scoring in bunches. When he was in high school, he was known for getting buckets. But he's a great rebounder for a guard. Gets a decent amount of assists, even though he's coming off the bench. Now, the outside shooting is a work in progress. And I think that he's more of a scorer than a shooter, especially a spot-up shooter at this point in his career, which is very important if you're going to play alongside Giannis. But I've had him as high as, like, number six on previous big boards and his up and down scoring performances have dropped him this far, but I think there's a good chance he can shoot right back up to the top of the draft with strong play the remainder of the season. At 26, I have the Chicago Bulls selecting my guy, and I feel like I am the the, the driver of the, the bandwagon for Abu Baji, and I'm almost certain I'm Abu Baji's biggest supporter in the draft world, and I'll say it again. For those that have been following me, he's 7-1. With a 7-8 wingspan, he has freakish athleticism and loads and loads of potential. Now, he's more of a long-term project than someone that you can, you know, plug and play as a rookie. But I think he's worth the late-round pick, in my opinion. Chicago has the pieces to where all he'd have to do is block shots, run the floor, and do what he does best. Jump to the moon, catch the ball, and make crazy athletic plays above the rim. So, I think Chicago would be a great fit for Baji. 27, I have the Miami Heat selecting Hugo Besson. Besson is a 6'3 combo guard from France that is one of the best shot creators in this class. I know there's concerns about his natural position, but Miami has a bunch of guys on their roster who you wonder what is their best or their most natural position. I mean, we're talking about a Heat team that is 
has maximized the potential or maximized the skill sets of Max Struess, Caleb Martin, and Gabe Vincent, and even Duncan Robinson. All of those guys are playing important roles for the Heat. So I think if you put a guy like Besson in that Miami Heat culture, I think that he will shine. No pun intended. All right, the Memphis Grizzlies at 28. This is their third pick. And I have them selecting Blake Wesley. I think Wesley is the perfect example of why rankings and the hype coming into the season really don't matter. He was not considered one of the top five wings in his recruiting class, wasn't considered a one-and-done candidate. And base, And that's why the, you, you play the game on the floor, and the rankings don't really matter. Which, once you step on the floor in college basketball, Wesley is this intriguing prospect because he's 6'5", and he has shown that he can possibly play both guard spots and he can create his own shot off the dribble. Has a little bit of Karis LeVert to his game, maybe even a little bit of Jamal Crawford. But I think he's a little too unselfish at times. But he has all the tools and Memphis is in position to where they can just swing for the fences. All right, at 29, the Golden State Warriors in this pick is based off of fit. And maybe I'm just wanting this to happen more than anyone else. But I think... Golden State is in win-now mode, despite the fact that they've drafted James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, and Moses Moody in the last couple of drafts. But Purdue senior Travion Williams, I think he is ready to come in and contribute from day one. And that's based off of his unique feel as a passer, and I think he'd be a perfect fit in the Warriors' offense, which heavily relies on ball movement. Now, he's a throwback center. I think he would have been a lottery pick if this was 2002. But in my opinion, the game is slowly shifting back to skill players over athleticism, and Williams has the skills to have a long NBA career. All right, wrapping it up, at number 30, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Bryce McGowans from the University of Nebraska. I'm born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska, so the Huskers are kind of my team. But wrapping up the, the end of the first round, I think the, the Thunder would have a, I mean, I don't know. This seems like their roster has 25 players, and McGowan's is thin, and he's skilled, and he plays a lot tougher than his 180-pound frame. Now, the efficiency is, isn't really good. It doesn't really stand out. But that's because he's carrying a bad Nebraska team. And if you believe free throw percentage is a good indicator of shooting touch, then you won't have too many reservations about McGowan's chances to develop into a reliable shooter from deep. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day. Now, check out Locked On Bets. It is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free, and it is available wherever you get your podcast. Once again, it's Raphael from NBA Draft Junkies, and I am out.